on smart mobility today, we focused on power and on the challenge of powering mobility, a theme common for much of this show's coverage. This week's show includes lots of news about power, AV emissions, cooling the earth with moon dust, drone technology in Ukraine, and melting robots. You've got something to say, and we can help you say it. Detroit Media Productions is here for your audio, photography, and video needs. DetroitMediaProductions.com Hi, this is Cindy Polakowski. In California, hundreds of used EV battery packs are enjoying a second life at a facility connected to the state's power grid. According to BTU Storage Solutions, their process dramatically lowers the cost of storing carbon-free energy. The company's 25 megawatt hours of storage capacity is made up of 1,300 former EV batteries tied to a solar energy facility. The project sells power in a wholesale market and earned $1 million last year. The new technology is a way to provide a useful destination for the millions of used battery packs that will come as we transition to electrified transportation. It is also a cost-effective way to manage the huge battery capacity required to store energy generated by solar and wind sources. A J.D. Power survey highlights an issue that many EV enthusiasts don't talk about the reliability of public EV charging stations. According to the firm's Electric Vehicle Experience Public Charging Study, more than 20% of all charging attempts failed in 2022. As the federal government announces huge spending on government-maintained networks, industry leaders are concerned that older stations are not maintained and that poor upkeep will plague stations in the future. If that's what happens, it will mean a huge, wasteful investment, as well as a new kind of grid populated with stations whose reliability is inconsistent. Not good for those already experiencing range anxiety. While you probably think of nuclear power as coming from plants with big cooling towers, you might be surprised at the work being performed at a variety of universities. At places like the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign, tiny reactors are being developed. They produce about 1% of the power that comes from a big plant, but they can be moved on trucks and can power hospitals, military complexes, or college campuses. This new generation of micro-nuclear reactors holds the promise of decarbonizing U.S. energy, and if adopted and supported, energy on a global scale. Some are asking if these mini plants are safe and how the added nuclear waste, already a big problem, will be dealt with. Proponents and early adopters of micronuclear power cite the work currently performed at a dozen universities in the U.S., the relatively low cost when compared to larger, more traditional plants, and the advantages of steam production as a carbon-free way to heat buildings connected, for example, by a campus-wide heating system. What does it take to power mobility? Join us for Smart Mobility Earth Day in April 2023. Information for speakers and sponsors is at globalautomobility.com. It seems that every time I read about autonomous vehicles, there is a safety concern, a complication with sensors and bad weather, or confusion about the degrees or level of autonomy. In fact, it seems that over the last 18 months, we see more about EVs and less about AVs as their promise is challenged with the real complexity of bringing them to market. 
So, of course, there is more to think about. A study from the Massachusetts Institute of Technology looks at the carbon footprint caused by the huge computing power required by an AV. According to MIT, a fleet of AVs could exceed the carbon emissions of all data centers today. They would duplicate the energy used today worldwide to run websites, streaming services, data storage, and all other functions of the Internet. Put another way, AVs may emit more carbon than Argentina, an issue that needs to be addressed and conquered. The Earth is getting warmer, and the burning of fossil fuels, which releases carbon dioxide into the atmosphere, trapping heat, contributes to the trend. According to climate scientists, a rapid curbing of CO2 emissions is required to avoid an unhealthy increase in temperatures that are forecast to rise more than 1.5 degrees Celsius above pre-industrial levels in the next few decades. Some scenarios see temperatures increasing 2 and even 3 degrees. One of the controversial ways suggested to address this is to dim the sun by generating sulfur particles that would float in our atmosphere. The approach has been criticized by some as reckless. But last week, a trio of scientists suggested doing this, except they want to deposit the reflective particles in space instead of in our atmosphere. The proposal is to use moon dust blasted from the lunar surfaces as a way of dimming the sun. The effect would be to mimic 17th century Earth when such a cloud of space dust naturally occurred and blocked 1 to 2 percent of the sun's light. The rising CO2 levels produced would remain as a problem to solve. G promises to radically change what is possible in manufacturing, personal communication, and productivity in areas like healthcare. The Swedish telecommunications giant Ericsson is working with Sweden's Royal Institute of Technology and eight other partners to solve the key 6G challenge, ensuring predictable end-to-end -end connections between users, processes, and what they are calling digital representations in the cyber world. A $6 million project called Deterministic 6G is an effort to ensure that the next generation of wireless networks can support new applications in areas including industrial automation, manufacturing, transport, medicine, and entertainment. Deterministic communication focuses on time-critical uses of communication technology. While systems like 5G or 6G normally experience random variations in performance, these changes are incompatible in what is termed the time-sensitive networking, or TSN. TSN will be critical in areas like driver assistance and AVs, industrial automation and robotics, medical devices, high-frequency financial transactions, and the development of a reliable smart grid. There was news this week about how AI may be used to combat medical disorders. And the story is interesting because it shows how AI can mimic our biological evolution to develop proteins, which are at the center of research on combating many illnesses. As reported in the journal Nature Biotechnology, researchers at the University of California, San Francisco, the University of California, Berkeley, and Salesforce Research have developed artificial intelligence that copies the process of evolution itself. 
Historically, AI has mimicked human language or activity to do things like answer our questions or beat us at chess. In this case, the AI designed sequences of 20 amino acids that make up proteins, similar to sequences generated over millions of years of evolution. The AI named ProGen has the promise of identifying treatments for disorders like rheumatoid arthritis and multiple sclerosis. We will be right back. Michigan leads in technology-driven innovation. See how at mytechnews.com, mitechnews.com. In Ukraine, a senior aide to President Volodymyr Zelensky reacted with anger at Elon Musk as he announced that SpaceX has taken steps to prevent its Starlink satellite communication service from controlling drones, a critical tool that Kyiv relies on to fight off the Russian invasion. According to Gwynne Shotwell, SpaceX's chief operating officer, the decision was made because the company never intended that Starlink be used for offensive purposes. A senior government spokesperson in Ukraine responded to SpaceX's argument by asserting that Musk has failed to recognize Ukraine's right to self-defense and that companies have to decide if they are on the side of the right to freedom or on the Russian Federation side in its right to kill and seize territories. On a lighter note, traffic laws have been revised to allow self-driving delivery robots to navigate streets across Japan. At the same time, a Tokyo-based robotics firm is part of an experiment intended to tackle labor shortages and lessen rural isolation. The project involves what are called lovable and humble delivery robots. They say things like, excuse me, coming through, as they dodge pedestrian traffic. While there are logistical and safety issues to address, the researchers hope to find out how well machines can help elderly people in depopulated rural areas get to access to uh, goods and at the same time address a shortage of delivery workers in Japan, a country with chronic labor shortages. A new study is showing progress in developing a hyper-flexible, multi-state material that can be used to build robots capable of melting or shape-shifting. Think about the Terminator robots that can melt through any opening, or the Star Trek character Odo, capable of reducing himself to a puddle, moving through a small space, and re-emerging in his pre-puddle state. A joint research effort involving Chinese and U.S. teams have developed a material they call magnetoactive liquid-solid phase transitional matter. Their inspiration? The sea cucumber, capable of shifting its body stiffness as an environmental adaptation. The sea cucumber's talent, according to one researcher, made the team think about how to make robots that can also switch their stiffness or even push to shifting between solid and liquid. Read these stories and more at globalautomobility.com and subscribe to Smart Mobility today on your favorite podcast platform. Sign up to receive our weekly newsletter and follow us on social media at Smart Mobility Today. 
Produced by Detroit Media Productions, this is Smart Mobility Today.